0: God, we come to you this day, asking that you, you send your Spirit to fill us, to renew us, to strengthen us, so that we may then go out and be your hands and feet to the world around us. Come like a fire, Lord, a burn in us, so that your passion for us your passion for this world is seen through us. So, Lord, we ask that you let the words of my mouth and the meditation of each heart here be pleasing in your sight, O oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. So today is Ascension Sunday, and this is a day that that we celebrate. Jesus uh, rising, ascending into the heavens. The actual Ascension Day is on Thursday, this past Thursday. And and, and this period of, of time, it, it's a day that, that gets glossed over. It, it, it's a day that, honestly, I think we as a church, we don't know exactly exactly what to do with because, number one, it, it's a quick hit and miss. And number two, we're moving out of Easter and we move into Pentecost, into uh, in, into the Holy Spirit coming and, and giving us life and, and allowing us to be in ministry to the world around us. And I think it's harder for us now being 2,000 years uh, removed from uh, from these events. But I think it is also... Something so important that we need to really think about what it is that Jesus is calling us to do through the work of the ascension. So today, that's what we're going to talk about. Uh, the, The title of this sermon is Wait, because that's what the disciples were told to do. They were told to wait. But first, it's a little bit more about... The ascension. Whenever I went to uh, uh, Israel, not just uh, last time, but 10 years ago, our, our last day on the trip, we had the entire morning to ourselves. So I decided to take my own little pilgrimage through the streets of Jerusalem up the, to the Mount of Olives to see a couple of the sites that were there. One was the uh, the chapel or the church of the Lord's Prayer, where they say Jesus taught the disciples how to say or taught the disciples the Lord's Prayer. But but really close to that church, there is a a small little chapel that is on the the land of a mosque uh, it's an area that was taken over by by the Muslims but they, they allowed this little uh, this little place to, uh, to stay uh, stay up uh, It was built by uh, the Crusaders a long long time ago but when you you walk inside this, this little domed area there is this opening of this rock and you can see it there on the picture. There's some candles that are burning at the top. But they say that this is the place where, where Jesus started his ascent into heaven. So this is on the top of the Mount of Olives. And, and you can imagine and picture the disciples around Jesus as he is going up into the air. But there's something we must remember. Jesus didn't go up in the air to get up, up, and away from the earth. That that wasn't the purpose of that. The purpose that that Jesus had when he ascended was so he could fully more direct operations here on earth. We we, we pray that, and we'll say this here uh, shortly when we affirm our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed, how he ascended into heaven to sit at God's right hand. But, but there's something we must remember as Jesus ascended into heaven is that, that we were given two commands by him at this time. You heard Caroline read these commands in her scripture this morning, and I wanted to, to go ahead and, and remind us of those particular passages. Starting in verse 4, Jesus looks at his disciples and he tells them, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait. Wait. For the gift my Father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For, for John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. You must wait. Wait for the Holy Spirit to come to, to fill you, to, 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 to empower you, to allow you to go out and be in ministry to the world around us. So what does it mean to be called? What what does it mean when we're called to wait? I hate waiting. I hate waiting so much. Tr- Tracy can notice whenever we are getting ready to go somewhere, I start pacing around the house a little bit, and my, my legs start jumping a little bit, and I, I want to get up and get moving, even though I know it's not even near time to go, but, but I don't want to stop and wait. But, but I think it helps us to remember the importance of why we wait and the importance of why Jesus tells the disciples to wait. He tells the disciples to wait because of a feeling of expectancy, to, to know that, that something big is getting ready to happen. It, it, it's a call to expectancy to know that, that we aren't just waiting for, for something to happen. We are waiting because we know that God will be active and moving for us. And that expectancy builds into a feeling of desire. It builds in us a, a feeling of desire to go out and move and be a part of what God is already doing around us. And the best way that we as followers of Jesus Christ can, can live in that expectancy, to live in that desire is to be united in prayer. When we take the the opportunity to to be in prayer for for those around us, to be in prayer for the work that God will continue to do in and through us, that that is what we are to be united in. <laughs> it was kind of funny before worship started. Already, we had all the songs ready to go, and I think uh, Lori, Richard, and 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 Olin were were kind of going around, and and they started to play one of the songs, or our opening song. Uh, what was the opening song? Lord, I Need You. That was our opening song. I knew that, but it just slipped my mind. But, but they started to play that a little bit, and all of a sudden, Dean, who, who's like kind of our jack-of-all-trades cra- around here to make sure everything is working, he, he, he like said, hey, hey, can we stop for a minute? And we kind of stopped, and we just looked at him and said, we ought to pray. And I was like, well, yeah, we're going to pray. He said, no, I, I think we need to pray now. And, and, and we stopped we, 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 we calmed our hearts and minds, and, and Dean led us into this beautiful prayer that it, it reminded me of, of the times that Dean and I would go to the prayer room before worship, uh, before the 830 service, and we would spend time in prayer together. But it was a, it was a reminder of me of, of what God was telling the disciples to do, that, that you need to be united in prayer as you wait for the Holy Spirit to, to fully in, 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 in engage you and, and, and be a part of your life, to, to allow the Holy Spirit to, to fill you so that you can then go and move as Christ has called us to move. See, see, the gifting of the Holy Spirit isn't something that, that, that we hold on to, but, but Jesus wants us to remember something else that we are called to do. See, there's a payoff that we see in, in verse 8 of this same passage. Jesus reminds them that you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. One of the things I love about this passage is, is, is the intentionality that, that Jesus gives us when he talks about the places that, that we will be his witnesses. First starting off in Jerusalem, that right there where they were, that, that, that the message of Jesus Jesus rising from the dead and ascending into heaven wasn't something that they were going to keep from themselves, but they were then called to share that with those immediately around them. I think about that with our families, that that, that we are called to share the message of Jesus Christ with those whom we have immediate immediate contact with, those that that are close to us those that we love and those that we care for. And then Jesus reminds them that they are supposed to go out into all of Judea. Judea was the entire area that that Jerusalem and Bethlehem was in. It, it was a reminder that, that the message wasn't just to be kept there in Jerusalem, but, but the message was to go out of your doors, in, into your neighborhoods, into your workplaces, to those people that you have, contact with throughout the day to share the power of the Holy Spirit with them. And then Jesus gives us words that, that might have tripped up the disciples a little bit. That not only are we supposed to share those words in Jerusalem and Judea, but also in Samaria. Now, we may be familiar with that place, Samaria. There's, there's a lot of stories in Scripture that happens there. Uh, one of them is that the Samaritans the were, were not considered whole people. They, they were considered less and, 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 and those that were outcast. You know, we see that in the story of the good Samaritan that was lifted up as somebody who came in to, to help some traveler that was fallen, and heaven forbids a, Samari- a Samaritan would come and do that. We also see that as Jesus makes his way through Samaria and sits at the well and he receives the gift of water from the woman at the well and reminds her of the love and grace for them. See, Jesus to his disciples is reminding them that not only is the message of Jesus for those that we care about, but the message of Jesus is for those that We may have problems with, that we feel are not as worthy to to receive that. And and this passage reminds us that Jesus says that the message of my love, the message of my grace is for everyone, for even those that that you have problems with, for those that, that you do not want to associate with the message of the ascension and the message of, of Jesus is that we are to go and share that message with everyone. And then Jesus completes this sentence by saying, to the ends of the earth. My friends, the message of Jesus doesn't just stop where we can see. But the message of Jesus is supposed to go on and on and on. It has. It has survived for over 2,000 years. The message of Jesus has given power and grace and love for those around us, and it will be here before, even after we are long gone from this world. See, that is the power of the Holy Spirit. See, we can't do that on our own, but because Jesus is reminding us that in 10 days, or on the celebration of Pentecost, that that we will be given that power to allow the love and grace and and, and the leadings of the Holy Spirit to to, to help us move the message of Jesus even farther than we can imagine. A few weeks ago, I got a uh, text message from one of our church members who was wondering about uh, this passage that talked about the advocate and, and who the advocate was. And, and, and we were talking about the, the gifting of the Holy Spirit and, and how there is messages of, of who the Holy Spirit all through Scripture, from, from the Genesis story all the way through the book of Revelation. And that's what we're going to be focusing on after this week, after the beginning of Pentecost. April mentioned that uh, the study was going to start on June the 3rd. So I, I invite you. If you want to, to get involved with a study about the Holy Spirit, to, to sign up on our website, fumcroycecity.life. If you go to the homepage, the very first bar is about what we're doing during COVID-19 stuff. And the second one is a sign up for a study called Encounter the Spirit. Now, just to give you a warning about this study, it is going to be extremely involved. This isn't a study where you can just come and, 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 and just uh, listen here or there. It's going to ask you to do some specific work during the week. I'll admit, as a pastor, I haven't really done a, a full study on the Holy Spirit I, I say and and, con- and confess with the Apostles' Creed who the Holy Spirit is. I I know what the Holy Spirit does and and how I feel the Holy Spirit in my life. But to fully take uh, seven weeks and to study exactly the work of the Holy Spirit, I haven't done. So I'm looking forward to doing this, and I and I pray and hope that you will also take the opportunity. To do that, when you click on the link, there's a picture of of the book that's on the screen there, but there is a link to uh, Seedbed where you can buy uh, the book and material, and then we will get started on June the 3rd to to encounter the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We are coming to the season of Pentecost. where where the Spirit is poured afresh out on the church and afresh on all of us. So so my hope and prayer is that as we continue to grow as the disciples of Jesus Christ, that we take the opportunity to allow the Holy Spirit to fall afresh on us, to, to be a fire burning inside of us, so that we can then proclaim the risen Christ to the world around us. Let us pray. Oh God, we don't want to wait. We want to move quickly and, and to move fast. We want to take the opportunity to, to do what we want to do. But God, help us during this season, these few days, as we wait for Pentecost, to allow the Holy Spirit to to guide us and lead us. Help us to listen. Help us to place our total trust in you, to allow your Spirit to fill us. And we pray this in the name of the one who loves us and cares for us, Jesus our Lord. Amen.